From WKYT Podcast, this is Uniquely Kentucky. I'm your host, Amber Philpotts. Hello, podcast listeners. If you are new here, I'm Amber Philpott with WKYT-TV in Lexington, Kentucky, and I'm the host of Uniquely Kentucky. Happy New Year to you. How is your 2021 going so far? I know the world is still a really tough place to navigate right now. I am hoping, like me, you can try and look for the good anywhere we can find it. For the first podcast of the new year, I chose a guest who spends his days looking for ways to put those positive vibes into the world. I believe that we can all be a good light for others, and Austin Shuck is one of the brightest. He is the host of the What the Shuck podcast. Austin's story is like so many. Life sort of just piled up, and before he knew it, he was stuck in a place that he didn't want to be. But finding that spark to change was hard. Once he did, though, amazing things are happening for the West Liberty, Kentucky native. In this episode, we are talking about his podcast and the space it creates for him to learn from others. We're talking mental health, knowing when to ask for help, and more importantly, learning it's okay to ask for it. Uniquely Kentucky with Amber Philpot is brought to you by the WKYT News and Weather Apps, available on the App Store and Google Play. It is a new year, and a lot of times people say it's time for a new you, a new me, and the new year. And I've got a guy that I think can help us look at the world in a much more positive light. I want to welcome Austin Shuck. He is the podcast host of What the Shuck podcast. Um, And he really is just looking for people like I do that have great stories to tell. He wants to know what they're all about, what makes them tick, but he also is all about telling stories that should be heard and providing what I love as a platform for positivity. Austin, welcome. How are you in the new year? I'm doing excellent. It's been a challenging new year mentally, but I have been preparing myself for this strangely. So doing well. You are a guy. Thank you for having me on, by the way. You're at, You're welcome for that. I figured in the new year, you were the right guy to get us started as we get back into the podcast world for Uniquely Kentucky. Um, you are a guy that really um, loves to put the good vibes out into the world, and we really need those good vibes right now. So let's start off first. Talk to me about the podcast. How did this even come about? And if people listen to What the Shuck, what are they going to find? So I have a pretty versatile list of guests that I've had on. They are all kind of common to my story um, and people that I've just met along the way, but I've found like tidbits and lessons from all of them, no matter if they're a personal trainer or they're a politician or they are a entrepreneur. There's, I really have just found that in life, there's a lesson to be found or learned from everybody that we come across. Literally, if it's who you would think is the least educated person or the most educated person. And it's like, I'm just trying to show people that there's a sort of intelligence that we all have. And if we're willing to kind of just find that and have that conversation with someone that you can really learn a lot from anybody. You are an Eastern Kentucky native. Um, West Liberty is uh, where you called home when you grew up. I want to go back because it's so neat how these conversations happen with me because Many times the people that I seek out for conversations, I have a connection to in some 
way from maybe back in the day. So I actually was in your home with your family um, for the five-year anniversary of the tornado that hit West Liberty, uh, which was an EF3 tornado. Your family was in the middle of that. And for that story, I was talking to your mom specifically who wrote out the storm there in her home. And that story, um, the positivity at the end of that story is that there was two totes full of your like family mementos that were spared during that EF3 tornado. And so we were kind of talking about that. So I love the fact that I'm talking to you now because I only just heard about you then. That tornado in talking to you sounds like it kind of had a really traumatic, it is a traumatic event, but it also really had a traumatic effect on your life moving forward. Can you talk to me about what one moment in time can really change your life? Well, I was a young, I was in, I was 21. I was in college and I, well, I was about to turn 21 and I didn't really know what was going on in life. So when something like that kind of happened anyway, it was just like, wow, like I have completely come unhinged. Um, every single like thing of life, literally even my house is gone. And so I luckily had most of my stuff in the house that I lived in Moorhead, but uh, there was no communication between my family and I for like a very extended amount of time. And I literally thought I was the only person in my family alive. Mm -hmm. And so that took a really huge mental toll on me. And I never really asked for help. I never like seeked out help. And it really just, I fell back on food. I was drinking too much alcohol. I really just wasn't living a good life. I was pitying myself, honestly. It's a thing that I really feel bad about now, but I've really learned a lot from but I just found ways to make myself the victim of that situation. And just my grandpa died like three days later, completely unrelated. And it was just a lot to take on for being 21. It would, I feel like that would be a lot to take on for anybody. And plus just worrying about my mom and what she was thinking and my little sister. And I knew my dad was okay. Like he's a strong guy. So like, I was like, I don't, I feel like he can get through about anything, but just worrying about that. And then, not being able to be like, Hey, I want to talk about like how I feel. I just felt selfish. And growing up in Eastern Kentucky, um, we always, I was very blessed to be like, have, I won't say like we were really well off by any means, but I was just, you know, seeing a lot of the other families, I was like, okay, like I'm doing pretty good, all things considered. So I was I always knew that I was fortunate, but, um, it was just kind of crazy because there was definitely times when my family definitely struggled to get by. And so when the tornado happened, the government didn't really provide any aid. There was no help from anybody. And if it hadn't been for my community, like I would have been in a lot of trouble, like just straight up, like my family would have not, it would have been really hard way much. Like if my family hadn't done the things that they had done in the past to be there for others, then it would have been like insanely tough. So, um, taking that, like, taking that on, plus, like, not being able to ask for help, and knowing that my community could, like, I don't know, I just felt really bad, and so I started drinking, I started eating too much, and it was just, like, I did that for, like, from 2012, when it happened, until 2017, when I had a head injury, and so I gained a ton of weight, and never asked for help, never was like hey I'm not really doing well even though it was very obvious um but but then I had a head injury and was just kind of like this new opportunity to kind of change my life so that uh 
even I really found out that even though that was a really bad time, that when I had the head injury, that there was actually a ton of lessons to be learned from that and what was going on. I think your story though, albeit not everyone has to go through a, a tornado and a traumatic event. I do think that um, I'm a big proponent of mental health awareness. And I do think that we can't have that conversation enough. So I think that your story, a lot of people can um, get down with your story that they don't know how to ask for help. They have a series of things that kind of pile up. So I guess, you know, at your young age, how do you finally pull yourself out of that and, and begin to find a different path? Because there's so many people, Austin, that they just don't know how to find that path or even how to get on it. Well, like I said, so I had a head injury and I, it's essentially why I started my podcast to answer a little bit of a question that you actually said earlier that I didn't really finish, but I had a head injury and was missing a lot of work because of that. And, um, they were essentially like, can't really do anything. So I started listening to a ton of podcasts and there was this one with this guy named David Goggins and he is an incredible story. He's a crazy man. I'm not saying like anybody, everybody should listen to him for guidance, but I found a lot of resonance in his story and his like work ethic and determination to not prove other people, but just himself that he was worthy of the goals that he had set in life and the things that he wanted to do and how he really had to kick his butt every day um, once he, because he had really enabled this victim mentality for a lot of his life. And so I was listening to this podcast and I was literally sitting at a steak and shake and this guy was like, I was sitting at a steak and shake and I had a hamburger and a cheat and a milkshake. And I was like sitting there and I was like, I'm sitting at a steak and shake with a hamburger and milkshake. And he's like, and I threw that out and I changed my life. And I was like, Whoa, if that guy can do that. And I was like, that was literally like a sign from the universe too. I was like, if that guy can do that, what if I could do that? And that was like his whole thing is he, he, he like was a big proponent of what, instead of like, what if this happens to me in a bad way? He's like, what if I could do it in a good way? And so I really started living with that mentality of like, what if this bad thing happens? But it's like, what if I can get out of that? And then once I really started to climb out of all these situations and I started to realize like all these really bad situations that a lot of people were like wanting to run away from or scared to confront, it's like when you really throw yourself into it, it's really not that bad. You're really way more scared and hyping yourself up to be way more scared of the situation than what was really going on. And plus I really have found that if you're really in like a pursuit of something that's important or has tons of value to not only yourself, but of your community, it's going to be challenging. So it's like when you are in pursuit of something like this, it's very confusing. I found myself that it's very confusing when we're, we question that it's challenging. It's like, well, you're going after like, you know, the, the analogy I always use is like, if you read a story and there wasn't a dragon to like slay, then it's like, and it was just like, oh, we just walked through this story and it's so easy. And it's like, that would not be interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the struggles really are like what makes the story so triumphant and so beautiful and learning to love the process. And so just learning that maybe I shouldn't pity myself so much and learning how to find strength mentally it was like by not asking for help, and I'm not saying that that's the solution always. I, I was blessed enough to find literature and podcasts, and some people don't find that, so they don't turn to that. And it's really sad, and that's a huge thing that I'm a huge, uh, like I always am trying to raise tons of awareness. Like every November, um, one of the, the things I try to raise awareness for is 
mental health in men because, I mean, obviously we were just touched in that area here in Kentucky with what just happened with the Kentucky baseball team and basketball team. And it's like so many people like are just going through so many crazy things. And it's like, if we like aren't able to ask for help, then what happens? And it's like people that we think are the most happy people and the most genuine people are struggling to go through things. And I was doing that and I was killing myself literally by eating and drinking myself to death. And some other people like I have good friends that just lost a buddy here in Louisville to, to he, he committed suicide by carbon monoxide. And it's like, how, like this is a pan, this in itself is like, I think one in four men or something that die or like from that, I don't, I don't know if that's an exact statistic, but it's something really high, like really sad. And just a lot of times these people are not willing to ask for help. So that's a huge platform that I'm trying to use on my podcast is to talk to people that are aware of these things and can provide education. And a lot of that is through fitness and nutrition and like just learning to find new life skills. And a lot of the times we're really hopeless. And I was because I didn't really have anything to go after. And after that happened, I just kind of felt hopeless and finding passion and finding value in the struggle really helped to lift me out of those really dark times, honestly. And so that's, that's really the goal of my podcast is to help people. Sure. You are very open about the fact, I mean, I know this is a podcast, so people are listening, but if they were looking at the guy that I'm looking at now, I would never know the kind of weight that you say that you put on. And you're very open about the amount of weight that you lost. I believe in fitness. I believe in just what it does, not necessarily for your body, but what it does for the mind too. Talk to me about your journey, because again, there are a lot of people that can, um, be right there with you and go, that is me. I, I don't know how to break out of this cycle in terms of my weight or where I want to be with my health. Um, talk to me about that. Well, I mean, if anybody knows what just happened in the last year, it's been a challenging year. But the thing is, is that the reason that I've really found that I really think that a lot of the things we're going through as a country is because we're very unhealthy, like just physically, mentally, like, and it's, the things we see in our society are a direct reflection of who we all are as a society, I really believe. And until we're willing to accept ownership and say, like, this might not be my, my, do and a lot of times it is, but it, in some circumstances, it might not be your own doing, but you like complaining about whether it's weight loss or your business or the state of the country. It's like, if you're not going to provide a solution, then you're just going to keep getting worse at it. And it's going to just keep enabling this worse version of yourself and the country or the, the business. And until you're willing to really just say, I'm going to take ownership of what we're dealing with and say, Hey, I used to weigh 400 pounds. Like I need to change this. And I, I was in a, I had a head injury and my doctor was like, you're going to die in 10 years. And I was like, that's kind of messed up. Like I'm 26. So I'm going to be dead by 36. Like that's, that's horrible. And so when he told me that, like, it just really, it really helped to wake me up, kind of like the thing with the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I took ownership and was like, all right, I got myself in this situation. I had gastric sleeve. Mm -hmm. So some people don't know that, but that's, I had that. And they were like, yeah, you'll probably lose like 150 pounds. I lost 225 pounds in nine months. Wow. And was just like, I 
there's so many people that I see that have that surgery and gain the weight back or they have tons of success. And, and honestly, the whole thing that I'm after with my podcast is to find what makes people successful versus what makes people not successful. And I want to show people that it's probably like a little tweak that we all have that we can make. And it might be the littlest thing. It might be fitness. It might be nutrition. It might be, you just need to read a couple more. It might be like, you need to read 30 more minutes a day. And then in an hour, you're like, or in, and then a year you're like, Oh, like I've gained a significant amount of skills just because I chose to read for just 30 minutes for a year every day. And it might be just the tiniest tweaks. And I'm trying to show people that we're not perfect. We're not awesome, but we could be, if we worked on it, it's going to be insanely hard work, but it's an obligation that's worth taking. And I feel like I'm proof of that. Like I used to weigh 400 pounds and now I'll weigh 197. And it's like, how do you do that? I got down to 175, looked horrible, but I was just like, I'm going to run so much, but it's just like, I really found out that in, we're all ultimately like a human science project. And I want to make sure at the end of my project, I get an A. Like if it's by my own doing, I might by circumstance or by environmental hazards get exposed to something horribly. But if it's by, I, I passed a billboard once in Eastern Kentucky. And it actually, I know for a fact, this is a fact. It said one in four Eastern Kentucky die of heart disease. And I was like, that is a preventable statistic, like 100%. And I want to educate people on health. I want to educate people on, and I'm not even saying I'm a sm the smartest person. That's what I love about having a podcast is like, I got to talk to like Amanda Nybert, who's like one of the best dietitians in America. And I got to talk to like John Karloftis, who is like one of the most insanely talented, like people to do like grounds work. And then I've got to talk to like Josh Bowen, who's one of the top athletic trainers slash like philanthropist in the area. And it's like, I get to learn a lesson from all these people. So I'm getting to learn a lot, but also getting to help teach people a lot. And I think that's what's really beautiful about technology and the opportunities that we have. I know Corona hasn't been exactly idea, but it's teaching people to be adaptive in ways that we've never had to be. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I've really found to really learn to find, even in the worst times, there's a lesson or struggle and something to learn. Tomorrow morning when I'm getting on my treadmill to do my mileage, I'm going to think of what you just said, that I'm a science project and I'm going to get an A. I love that analysis. That's what I'm working on is getting that A on my science project for me. Even though you had the surgery, and, and I think it's great that you're upfront about that because losing that amount of weight is hard any which way you put it, but you are still diligent. I mean, you're still a guy that you're in the gym doing what you need to do. Do you have any advice for folks that are kind of in that mindset of right now that I, I'm going to go after it, but maybe by February it's gone? Well, I mean, I've really found that is even to touch on what I was just talking about with it being a really tough year, we've all went through. But the thing is, is that we left 2020 as a person and then we walk over to January 1st and everyone's just like, I'm a different person now. It's like, no, like if you expect different results, you have to literally change who you are as a person. And it's worth it to change who you are as a person because I've really found that in this pursuit of what I'm trying to find myself and find other people and help them is that we all kind of have this gift that's wrapped up. And if we're willing to give it to everybody, there's a lesson that we can teach everybody. 
And once you find that willingness to just say, hey, I'm going to change. And it's not just for me anymore. It's like for the state of everybody in the world. And everybody really does have a story or gift to give to the world. They really do. And that's what I really want to show people is rather it's a musician or rather it's a mom or a dad or rather it's like the most talented basket weaving person. I don't care. Like there truly is something to find value in every person. And once you find that value in yourself, that's when you're going to change. And you have to honestly, something that gets really, really knocked out today is like being imaginative. And it's really sad because like, I've really found that that's how I've found most of the success that I've had ever since. It's like, that's how I have a podcast. That's how I was able to put a philanthropy event together to raise $7,000, like in three weeks or something. And it's like, that was just, I just, one day was like, let's make that happen. And then people are like, that's a good idea, dude. And now we're working on a project that is going to help a kid in Martin County to, he, we were hoping to be able to send him to Disney, but because of his health circumstances with COVID as well, we're not going to be able to send him to Disney, but we're going to bring Disney to him. So we're going to bring like a ton of stuff to help him and experience like his ultimate dream day. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I didn't always have this strength. I didn't always have this foresight. I didn't always have this value. I always had this, like the same or not values. I had the same values, but I just didn't have the strength within myself to believe that I could do it. Always kept waiting for someone else to do it and be like, Oh, here you go. Here's this golden platter of opportunity. And it's like, that's not how life works. Mm -hmm. And being from Appalachia, there are families who don't even have running water. Literally one of the families that we were helping in Morgan County doesn't have running water. And it's like, take a little second to like understand even on your worst day, you have the best life essentially. And finding that strength within yourself to realize I'm going to have to go through this change. I'm going to probably have to sacrifice my ego a lot because what I've been doing obviously isn't working. Um, and you're going to have to really find people that will help you to do it. You can't do it by yourself for sure. I've found, I literally do mastermind classes now and that has helped so much. Just always constantly educating myself, putting myself around people that want to do and achieve bigger and better things. And it's just like, you have to, if you like, I saw this lady in my group. Um, so I have a group on Facebook called transformation nation. And she was like, I, want to lose weight, but I can't stop eating these chocolate chips all the time. And I was like, like, I know, like, but you can lose weight if you just stop eating the chocolate chips all the time. Like, it's literally like, it's just a simple, it was like, you actually just said your reason why you can't do it. And it's like, so many people really do know why they aren't succeeding. And they're not willing to just be like, this isn't working what I'm doing. Let's change it. And then you realize like after three months, you're like, oh, wow, like I should have done that forever ago. Oh, but now I feel so much better. And then you're like, all right, let's encourage other people to do this. Like what's like, it's not hard, but well, okay. I won't say it's not hard. It's not, it's a simple solution that provides like crazy results. And it's just having that willingness to say, I'm not good enough right now. And not that you're not good. It's just like, it's like the decisions and the behaviors that you're doing are not enabling the version of yourself that you want. So by your own definition, you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. 
And you need to know what you think is good enough and pursue that. And that's literally what I'm trying to do with everything. Every single goal that I'm working on is trying to just enable the best version of Kentucky. Sometimes the thought of something being hard is what is hardest for us to get over, right? Like you just can't. It's so interesting. Um, one of the things that I believe in is that no matter what your circumstance is, that you can still be a good light in the world and that no matter what you're going through, there's somebody else that probably has it worse than you. And so showing a little bit of grace and kindness is really important. And you do that as well. Like you, in all of this that you're doing, you also chose to give back and you you mentioned what you did. I wanna talk about what you did back at Christmas. You and I share a lot of the same musically talented friends um, and yep. you pulled together a lot of great musicians to pull off, as you said, you raised what, $7,000. Uh, yep. Talk to me about that. You were able to put around the rocking around the mountain and Appalachian Christmas, basically like a volume one of just amazing music. How did that happen? I, like I said, I literally just like woke up one day and I had been invited by, uh, I, I grew up with Christopher Bentley and Nicholas Jamerson. They played in a band with my cousin, Sam and uh, Jesse Chapin called Crosswalk. So they're in a Christian band growing up. And then they moved to um, Lexington and started Sunday Best. Well, I, I think they actually technically started Sunday Best in uh, Pikeville, but so I've known them a really long time and they invited me to the event where they raised money for families in Floyd County. And I was literally sitting there and I have always been huge supporters of both of those guys. And so when they got back, I was like, this is such a beautiful moment. And then the fact that you all even invited me to this means so much. Mm -hmm. And I was literally sitting there and Nicholas was singing, have a Merry Christmas, have yourself a Merry Christmas. And I'm not going to lie, I started crying. It was amazing. Was like, I'm not going to lie. I might've shed a tear as well. Yeah, I was like, this is beautiful. Like, these people are using their talents and their passions to help people in need in their county. And I was like, and New Frontier helped them and the Shriners Club and New Frontier was on my podcast too. And like, Nicholas and Christopher have both been on, not technically my podcast podcast, but I had like a COVID like um, Instagram lives that I did episodes. So they were on that and also, Nicholas was just on one of my, actually my most recent episode that I've dropped. And like, so people I'm very familiar with. So I was super excited to get to go. And then when they played that song and I just saw that, it was super just like motivated. And I was like, dang, like Christmas is a really good time to tap into that like love of everyone's heart. And so I went home and was there a couple of days and was just like, what can I do to help like encapsulate that same thing that they had just done? And I was like, do you want to make a Christmas album for my podcast? And they're like, yeah, that sounds cool. And uh, Christopher was actually on the road doing some traveling and I was unable to like get up with him. So I wanted to actually get like a Sunday best song. And they were like, we can't make that happen because of like, he's gone. So he was like, I have a song though that I can send. And it was like Grayson Jenkins, yep. uh, Brother Smith, um, Brett Higgins. And I was like, dude, this is insane. It was like an acapella, the very last song. And it was like, it's like, this is great. And so they sent, he sent me that. And then Nicholas sent me a version of him singing, have yourself a Merry Christmas. And then I hit up a couple other buddies. And then it went from like four songs to like 10 songs. And then we ended up, I think having 15 total songs. So it was just like, and it was like laid back country picker, Grayson Jenkins, um, Sunday best, um, 
So Stan Nickel helped with it. Lee and Lacey Blevins, uh, the Sister Justice, they didn't actually end up getting to put a song on it, but they helped do a lot of support with it. And um, then also had uh, Phil, Phil Barnett. I don't know if you know him, but he is an awesome guy. He's from Lawrence County. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so Lindsay Elam, she is from Ashland, Kentucky, and she did a song on that album. And I was completely blown away by hers and Ryan Allen's. Not that I wasn't blown away by everybody's, sure. but they wrote their own songs. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like, it's just so beautiful to see them use their passions and to be able to inspire me, inspire so many other people, and then also help to raise $7,000. And the thing was, is we hadn't even released the album before we'd raised the $7,000. So it was like, that was what was so cool about it is we weren't like selling the album, but we were just releasing it for people to be able to download and then raise awareness. Mm -hmm. And so the goal, what was so funny is I woke up and so when it was like three songs, I was like, I woke up and I was like, let's, let's raise money for this album, 500 bucks. And the first person I called, they were like, here, 500 bucks. I was like, okay, that was easier than I expected. <laughs> and then the next person I called, they were like, here's 500 bucks. I was like, whoa, we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. And people yeah. were just handing out 500 bucks to me. And so I was like, I need to make my goals 2000. We made it 2000. And then I was like, this is like happening too easy. I'm just going to make it 6,000 because I already had known that my goal for this year was that I want to raise 60,000 to provide 120 families with a Christmas, one per every county in Kentucky. So um, I think that would be pretty insane to be able to do that. And so I was like, let's make it 6,012 families. And we ended up raising 7,000 and ended up being able to help 14. So just it's insane. I had to jump in Cavern Lake. I saw and, that. <laughs> and um, the day that I was going to do that, there was a guy from Hazard who has been on my podcast and he called me and he was like, how much money do you have left that you need to raise? And I was like, this amount. And he was like, all right, I'll give it to you. And I was like, Aww. what, bro? That's like an insane amount. It was like $3,000 of the donations. And I was like, what? <laughs> dude, no, you can't do that. And he's like, dude, yep. And I, so I hadn't planned on giving, like we hadn't planned on, cause I didn't know we would get to, I was hoping we would get to uh, 6,000, but I was like, right now we have 3,000. So we're going to be able to help out like, you know, so that happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we're going to actually be able to help not just six families, but 12 families. And um, so I had at least, I had the six families already in place. And so I was like, all right, dude, just because you did that, I at least have to give like two families in Perry County. So Aww. he's from Perry County and that, and so just the stories too, that have been connected to the families that we've been able to help has been so incredibly rewarding. The family in Lawrence County, Aww. I literally got there and um, I had a flat tire. I had like at some point ran off the road and they were like, Hey bud, you got a flat tire. Like, let us help, let us help you fix that. So I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, so immediately I didn't, I didn't have an extra tire. And they're helping you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, I unfortunately don't have a, a spare because this has happened. And so I had AAA. I was blessed and fortunate enough to have AAA. And so this was the, it was the craziest Christmas ever. So 
I end up giving them this card and they're like, yeah, so what we're going to do when we leave is we are going to, there's a family that doesn't have a vehicle and they have a washer. So we're going to, we're taking them this washer Aww. and we also bought a stove top and like oven. And so they go to drop this off and they drop off the washer and the family's like, well, what are you going to do with that stove top and that oven? And they're like, well, we're going to take it to the house, but this dude just gave us $500. So you all can just have it. And I was like, I was like, holy crap. Like, that's exactly what I was trying to like, <laughs> yes, this is awesome. Like, and the lady called me and told me that like immediately who helped like find the family in Lawrence County. I was like, this is exactly the family I was trying to find. So thank you that's for awesome. helping me do that. And you, yeah. And so just that, and we ended up getting stuck on a mountain in Lawrence County because it that was when we had that crazy snow. Um, so we were driving around playing Santa Claus, me and my buddy John Dye, and it was just a crazy day. It was the craziest day ever delivering some of those gifts. We didn't even end up getting to deliver all of them that day because of getting seven inches of snow, and it took six hours to drive back to Lexington. So it was fun. It was so blessed, and it was just so rewarding to be able to help everybody out and then also get those interesting stories. Kudos to you for using music because I think music is that one thread that really kind of ties us all together. And Eastern Kentucky is so rich in so many amazing folks um, that are so musically gifted. So kudos to you for using music as kind of the instigator to get all of that going. If people, by the way, still want that album and they're just now listening, can they still get it? Totally. Um, so the hopeful plan is that we can have a, a, a music festival by the end of the year. Wow. If COVID's gone or like, you know, if everything's helped out with the, like the, the vaccine and the mandates that are probably coming up. So if things work out and COVID is gone or reduced significantly by then, the goal is to have a rocket around the mountain uh, Christmas festival and I would like to do it at the Red River Gorge at Hoedown Island and yep. like rent out the camp spaces and have everybody that was on that album come and do like a live music festival and have like a vending area where all of them can sell all their supplies and all their like music albums and all their t-shirts and everything that they have because I'm sure there's not an industry that's been like I'm sure there's some that have been messed up but like yeah. service industry and musicians that are like going out and doing stuff like that have had nothing essentially so it's just like those people need as much help as possible and I want to be able to help them because they've helped their community so much and they're what makes being from Kentucky so interesting and fun and unique like that's why I love your podcast is because what you do is you just provide a spotlight to people that make Kentucky awesome yeah and Kentucky gets so just there's such a stigma to us that's just so false that's provided on TV. It's like I was watching Shameless and they were like, oh, yeah, everybody in Kentucky votes for uh, so-and-so. And I was like, come on, like, what? It's yeah. like, no, everybody does. Right. Like, it's just yeah. – um, but anyway, even if they do, it's just like, yeah. who cares? Like, we're people just like you, whether you're in California or whether you're in Kentucky – we're citizens of this, of this country and we all have to live here together. And it's beautiful that that was what was really cool to touch on is that everybody had such different, like not everybody has the same ideas that were on that album, like by any means, politically, like philosophy wise, religiously, whatever, but they all wanted to help the community. And that's what we all need to take a call to arms to say and put our egos aside and be like, Hey, 
like whatever we're doing right now is obviously not working. So let's find a solution. And that's what I'm trying to do is just inspire people to find solutions to problems that we have instead of just complaining about them. Cause I did that for, for too long. <laughs> when it's safe, I'll be the very first person. I miss live music. I'll be the first person in line to be at the Red River Gorge, if that's where you have it, to be able to listen to my favorite folks. So count me in on that. Um, Austin, as we get ready to wrap up, one of the things that I always ask um, my guests um, obviously you host a podcast. Podcasts have been really um, influential in your life. Are there podcasts that you would recommend right off the bat for people? And is there a book that has really changed your life in terms of what it has meant to you and maybe the course that it set you on? So I just realized I didn't answer the question about where to find the album. Oh, that is on YouTube. Okay. Um, and we are hoping to be able to put it on iTunes eventually, but we're just trying to figure all that out. I, I'm Someone called me the Appalachian DJ Khaled the other day, and I was like, I will take that. That's hilarious. But someone was like, you should put like really redneck ad libs in the, the next one. And I was like, I'm down for that. Another one. But anyway, so so um, you can find that on hopefully iTunes soon, but definitely on YouTube and also on Facebook. Okay. But to answer your question, um, the one of the number one, uh, probably the two books that I would recommend um, one is Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. I actually talked about him. Mm -hmm. um, that dude helped me to transform my life. Um, the, the other book is a book by a man, a man who was in a concentration camp. His name was Victor Frankel, mm -hmm. and it's called Man's Search for Meaning. It is like the most beautiful book on perspective and finding joy in life and happiness and learning to even be in the most crappy of moments mm -hmm. and still realize like this moment hopefully will end. So I'm going to have the tenacity to have faith and grace and be like, all right, I'm going to get past this. Like you were talking about earlier and to be like, I'm going to get past this. Like it's not the best thing right now, but I've, I have the strength to do it and it's going to be because I decide to do it. So it's a very beautiful book about struggle and just having tenacity and perspective. And then the podcast that I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast, one of my favorites for sure. Um, Tom Bilyeu on YouTube. If you all don't know who that guy is, he is one of the best educators in America. And I don't even know that he would consider himself an educator, but he just does such an excellent job of bringing the best and smartest people to talk about the most insane things that we need to know about as humans, like whether it's like by hacking your physiology or by nutritional skills or exercise skills or business skills, mindset he pretty much attacks everything he's he and Joe Rogan are definitely the biggest influence for me as far as for my podcast and where I got my uh, structure from. Awesome. Where do people find you if they want to listen to what the shock or they just want to learn more about you? How do they find you? So on Instagram, I am what the shuck 301 on Facebook. I am Austin Keith shuck and on I have a website called what the and also you can find me on Apple Podcasts. It's what the shuck question mark exclamation point. And also um, you can find me on YouTube under what the shuck 301. And that's a that's a platform I'm really going to be going after this year is because I really find that that's such an accessible platform to be able to provide multiple variations of just content, rather it's like an actual podcast, which I've been doing, or just like a really short video where we're providing some sort of education or just some sort of awareness. Um, but there's a lot of really big plans for this year. Like I said, I'm trying to raise uh, $60,000 for 120 families. So 
we're going to be able to do that. It's going to take a lot of work and I have some really big events and things that I'm working on and training for. So really excited about that. And you can find all that actually. Here's my business card. I just got it. So hey, hey cool. your business card official. There you go, buddy. Official. Yeah. yeah. Follow the journey. You it. can't really see it. it's backwards because <laughs> but whatever. Shug, <laughs> I appreciate you because uh, again, you and I share a lot of the same things, you know, life is hard sometimes, but we got to look at it in a different perspective. And I think that you're helping people do that. And I think that it's amazing when we can have a platform and we just share each other's stories because we may be all very different, but at the end of the day, a lot of times we share the same struggle. So it's nice to be able to know that. So thank you for what you're doing. We all actually have the like same six basic human needs. So no matter what color, no matter what gender, no matter what's whatever. Soon, apparently in the COVID-19 bill, they talked about how they're going to like release all this information on aliens. So now that's a new thing we're going to worry about. So we're going to have new alien friends to be talking One to. One thing at so a time, here, often, okay? I'm here. One thing at a time, all right? <laughs> I'm here for you all though. Austin Shuck, the host of the podcast, What the Shuck. Buddy, thanks so much. Have a good one. Thanks for being on Uniquely Kentucky. Thank you so much.